Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. It's lovely to have you with us, and we are Chris, Gordon, and Phil. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. And hello to the band in the background, who politely play us in while we clear our throats. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, that's uh, for sure. We need to still, because it's been a little bit hoarse over the weekend, gentlemen. You're a small pony, were you? A little horse. (laughs) Why the long pace? (laughs) Exactly, no. Did you see that photo of... Princess Anne, all doled up. She's starting to look like an old, not an old woman, but a mature woman. She's lost that sort of uh, youthful appearance in her face. Well, she's in her 60s, isn't she? She probably is. So I suppose she's allowed to she's show allowed her to mileage. Age, age gracefully, yes. <laughs> but they're royalty. Yeah. Can't they just... Do a share and get a new face every 10 years? She's, she's always been my favourite royal, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I like. I always liked Anne. I thought she was a straight-talking woman that didn't put up with nonsense. Yeah, I, I believe that to yeah, be true. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, well, my throat is a little bit hoarse from Saturday's effort last weekend with the grand final. Were you barracking? Were you? Well, ABC was my team. Oh yes, yes, yes. Anybody I... but Collingwood. Mm. However, mm. if it was going to be Collingwood, then I would have been satisfied. Having been born in WA, when the Eagles are playing in a big game like that, I always barrack for the Eagles. So I was I nearly jumped out of my seat when that last goal was scored, and it was a beautiful goal. It went straight through the goals. It was amazing. It was so close, though, oh, to yeah. the post. It could have been a, a one-pointer again. Yes, they, but they should have. But with the kicking for goals in the last quarter, the Eagles should have been in front by a, a, quite a few goals. But um, they kept kicking points, which was rather ridiculous. But Well, um, the, the Collingwood boys kept touching the ball. Is that what it was? And it would go through as a point. Yeah. And the odd thing is that they won by five points, most of which were supplied by Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> How sad. How sad. Yeah, no, but it, no, I think it, the Collingwood sort of ran out of puff. It was, it, was not a, it was not a very pretty game to look at. It was very, very almost rugby style where they were sort of in packs all the time and on the ball and slumping down. And, 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 and I think there's an overuse of handball instead of kicking it. But then again, when you're in a... A pack situation is very hard to get your foot to the ball. You've got to do something with it, so you handball it, I guess. You certainly do. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a good example, <laughs> and, I, uh, and I thought the crowd was very well behaved. And uh, uh, the reports on, in the Monday's paper, or whether we get the Saturday, Sunday and Monday paper, indicate that everybody was of cool head. The, the, the thing was that nobody left. Yeah, you know, normally at a final, it's a sort of a foregone conclusion when you're halfway through the last quarter. So if you don't barrack for either side, you'll get up and move. But nobody moved. 
with the exception of 27 people who were escorted off the premises oh, were by the police. Yes. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I think there were five arrests, 27 ejected, and out of a crowd of 100,000, that's pretty good. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And as far as I know, nobody booed anybody on Saturday. They kept it all for Sunday up in Sydney. Yeah. Did Disgusting oh. behaviour. I, I didn't watch the um, the rugby. It's, uh, I, 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 I enjoy it from time to time, but I just thought no. And then I, I kept switching backwards and forwards from a program I was watching. And when I could see that they were 12 zip at one stage, I yeah. thought, no, forget it. Yep, yep, yep. I thought that uh, the name Rioli... Was held up high again. Again, they're a great footballing family. They mm. really are. They, the, the, the indigenous players have. There's something about them, the way they play football. It, it, it's like a sex, second sense or something or other that they have, where the person's coming at them is coming from, and they just sidestep, you know, and they they anticipate they, terribly they, well. They're just beautiful and to watch. Yeah. Mm. No, no, it was hey, great. But did you see the the hundred meter race? That was the race. Oh yeah, boy, that sixteen year old boy from some country football team. He just he was he was running fairly fast. The Geelong guy got in front, and then all of a sudden, this boy put, put it put it into second gear and just went. Vroom. Yeah, but he had legs up to his armpits. Yeah, <laughs> a sixteen-year-old, yeah. and the and I think the second guy was another indigenous guy who was I think he was running for St Kilda because it looked as though he had red, white, and black stripes around his jersey. Hold on, this which team are you? Which match are you talking about? This is the, the, the halftime run. Uh, halftime run. They were football. Oh, sorry, I didn't see no, no, that. No, no. I oh. went out into the garden for that. No, that. no, no. It was it was a the, this young boy should take up running, I think, because oh. boy, he just slipped into second gear and just left them, you know. Amazing, amazing run. Yeah, it was good entertainment. Yep, and by the time he's thirty, you'll hardly be able to walk. Yeah, <laughs> they will have just if you're playing football, you him out. All the, with all the well, that was last weekend, and what have we got looking forward to next weekend? Uh, well, it's it's the a big, short Saturday night into yeah, Sunday. That's right. But next weekend, of course, is the busiest day at um, garden centres because everybody's realised they've got to get stuck into their garden. They've been going to the football every weekend. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. the biggest day in, apparently, it's the biggest day in the garden centres where people go looking oh, for... Oh, all right then. Well, yeah. I'll make sure I go the day don't, before. They don't go out there on Saturday, no. Because it's daylight savings. Starts on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget, you put them back. No. Forward. Leap. Spring, spring forward. forward. That's right. Spring forward. Spring forward, that's fall right. Fall back. Yeah, fall back, yeah. Exactly. But you could quite easily fall forward. And spring back. Have we confused everybody yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, you you lose an hour of sleep next Saturday night. Because well, it, most people do anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are. And also coming up, of course, we have the summer hay fever season. It's already here. Is Excuse it? me. Yes. You've are been you giving. starting to take your pills? Are you? No, I don't take them until it really, really hits. But I have been sneezing. Mm something shocking lately and I think uh, I was at the gym on Saturday last Tuesday and I was sneezing away there and and, um, Anna said you got hay fever Gordon I said yes thank you very much but it's not as mm, bad as it can be no but remember last summer we had that horrible event where a lot of people came down and screaming heaps with with the thunderstorm thunderstorm asthma which I'd never heard of Mm, yeah until then but the, the, the thing with the 
um, when when we start getting those north winds, it starts bringing all the dusts down and all the rest of it. And of course, the plane trees that are coming into bloom at the moment they're they're some of the big ones that help to cause hay fever if yeah. you're a hay fever sufferer. Mm. So, have you a little puffer with you? No, I don't have puffers. I don't. I, I, you have your I, antihistamines. If I stuff up the nose, I take a pill, but then it's mm. usually fine. Mm. Yes. So the word from the health department is hay fever. It's nothing to sneeze at. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, sounds I'll try like not to take ad- it seriously. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like an advert for some medicines of one sort or another. Well, well could be. I don't know about all these people who suck sick things up their noses. <laughs> now, a little bit of sadness to report. And it's already perhaps uh, reached your ears already. But our community hero, Yvonne Gardner, has left this life. Mm. She left it on Sunday evening, apparently. She's been a stalwart. She's been working within within the gay community for so many years. It's not funny. 50 years or so. From the 80s. From the 80s, she was was working at the uh, the, um, Middle Park Park Clinic when the... AIDS crisis happened, the grid came along and she was working down there at the clinic and um, she got totally involved in the, um, the AIDS community. And she be- uh, began taking food to gay men living in housing commission, diagnosed with what would come to be known as HIV. These men were often isolated from friends and family, but uh, Yvonne said after a while, after years of family ostracism, some began to receive visits from their mothers, but she was there as de facto mother, supporting them and listening and cheering. And why she did that was because when these, when they were first infected, they were told that they had between six and 12 weeks to live so that they would go out and spend all their money. And then they lived longer and then they didn't have the money. They had to go on support systems and, mm. and pensions and all the rest of it. And Yvonne realised this was happening and that's why she did those um uh, soup kitchens and, chi- and and food runs, yeah, and started it all going, yeah. She was in amazing energy and compassion. Yeah, I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago at yeah. the um, um, Elders Dance Club. She was there with her gold finery on. She loved gold. She loved having gold on. And um, we had quite a long chat, and she was um, she was quite well, quite happy, yeah. So sad to see her go because I've, I've known her for a long, long time. Mm. And she also got a little group together around about Christmas time for um, positive attitude. That's right. And she f- would offer up a Christmas lunch for that, those who didn't have a family of their own to go to. That was always out at the Fitzroy Football Club, the old Fitzroy Footy Ground. Was yeah, it? Yeah every, yeah, every every Christmas day she'd be out there with volunteers and um, cook them up a roast dinner and they'd sit down there and have roast dinner and the champagne and all the rest of it. She was very, very... Very, very good-hearted was um, Yvonne, yeah. So she's going to be sadly missed in the whole of the community, really, because mm. she was... Uh, and you might have seen her around. She was always had lovely big picture hats. Oh, she loved wearing a hat. Yes. And you'd see her at uh, Pride marches and Midsummer carnivals she and lots of other spirit. things as well. Yeah. She was part of the community yep. indeed. So sorry to see you go, Yvonne. Vale, Yvonne Gardner, yeah. You're listening to Being There, Done That with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Uplifting, informing, empowering. Joy 94.9. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Being There, Done That. Joy 94.9 indeed. Is it my show now? It can be I've this. I've got top billing. Uh, oh. Uh, 
I want to talk about gay people in Hollywood. Oh, all right. All right, you can talk about top billing. There are some. (laughs) Is it West Hollywood? Is that a gay... West Hollywood is I hate gay, saying Mecca. But it's the gay, one of the gay sections of, of Los Angeles, Hollywood area. Yeah. Because uh, I, I stayed in West Hollywood. Well, that's how it became gay. WeHo when I was there, yeah. <laughs> I stayed in Anaheim. No, oh, no. It's <laughs> much closer to Disneyland, Disney. I was yes. going to say. But, yeah. but when you start talking about gay people in Hollywood, are you talking about the movies or are you talking about television? Well, there do seem to be two sets of rules. You have gay characters in movies played by straight people like our cowboy friends and all those sort of things. Those mm. straight actors playing gay, which I wasn't all that convinced with anyway. But yeah, it broke back. Yeah. Cute, but... Still a great movie. Break. Yeah, it was, was it authentic, though? But, but, but then again, would, would, would a, a gay actor played it any different? They're given the character, and then the director then takes over and tells them why, the way they, why he wants to do scenes I and guess stuff, it, you know? It's a question of belief. I didn't believe... Those characters were gay. Well, I don't want to say gay enough. I don't know mm. what what I mean there. But if you look at "Call Me by Your Name," mm. they were two straight actors, mm-hmm. but I believed they were gay. Philip, the I've, chemistry was there. I've read both those books, yeah. and "Brokeback Mountain" was a very, very good version of the book the way it was written because mm. the second character, rather than well, the the one that was went well, off and got married. Yeah. Heath Ledger's character, and they, they were both uh, understood what they were and what they meant to one another, but they but couldn't. They they were they were under such a, a a thing about not being out and gay. They had to be closeted and so closeted, and it was only when they would go away for their weekends that they could be the actual selves. Mm. And and this is the way Annie Prue wrote the book, you know. And I'm sure that's that that happens. Mm. It's just that I guess you can't have gay people playing gay characters exclusively. That's not fair. No. We should be, well, if you bring up an example, Rock Hudson. Oh, yeah. Who a lot of people may not have actually heard of these days. Mm. But he was in his heyday in, what, the 60s, probably? He was one of the biggest stars in um, Paramount Studios or wherever it was. Post-war. Yeah, post-war, yeah. So his movies were with Doris Day and he was always the leading man and the the hero, always a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And drop dead gorgeous. Yep, yep. But he was gay. But he was gay, but it was a hidden gayness because the studio knew that he was gay. It was but, hidden from the audience. But so. Hidden from the audience. But we out here in Australia, we knew he was gay if you were in the right circles. Well, because I, I wasn't. There were, there, were, there were a lot of people that used to go across to America for holidays and they would come back and yeah. they'd, sort of, they'd tell you tales about Rock Hudson. Well, to be fair, I was a and, preteen, so I wasn't yeah, mixing with yeah. those circles. So uh, uh, it was a... When I happened to mention to somebody that I that I knew that Rock Hudson was gay when he came out when he was dying of AIDS and he was the first person to sort of be in that strata of society to die. Well, he was the most famous, famous victim pan, at the yeah. time. And I said, well, look, I knew he was gay, so it doesn't mm. surprise me, you know. And they, how see, did you know that, you know? <laughs> said, but see, that oh. was the news, wasn't it? Yeah. It was sad that he had AIDS, but it was shocking that he was gay. But Doris Day knew he was gay, and she, yet she oh, acted Elizabeth with him. Taylor did. They all knew he was gay. Well, I think if you're acting with him in a, a really up-close environment, you would realise he wasn't attracted to you. <laughs> oh, well, there was that. But, of course, he actually came to a stage in his movie life where he lost that role of being the hunk. 
and he had a bit of a quiet period there and that's when I think people just forgot about him and then it was so amazing to suddenly discover guy that that man is part of the disease area you're right there Chris because he did go through that sort of area era of his life where he was not making very many movies well it's beyond his prime that's yeah, the, the thing with, with if you get yeah. by on a certain amount of talent and a certain amount of looks your talent may not fade but you're not going to get the jobs because you don't look as young as you did yeah yeah and people would remember his films we would see them now and we see the young rock hudson we mm. don't see it's like Elvis. He went through the various phases of his life. Yes, yeah. yes. And when the U.S. Post Office were bringing out stamps, they wanted to know if you wanted the the Vegas Elvis, like the big fat Elvis, or the the movie Elvis. Yeah. And it was quite a, a discussion there. Mm. So the trouble or advantage, I guess, with movies is that you're frozen in time. Right. Your your image is preserved. Whereas in reality, like not only did he come out as an old man. But he came out as a dying old man, and mm. AIDS was not a pretty sight, was it? It was it not was a visual. Never, never a pretty sight when people were dying, and they looked like as though they'd been in Belson or one of those concentration mm. camps that, because they'd lost so much weight and they well, were the so ill. the body's just getting eaten away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's still the same in Hollywood at the, at really now, isn't it? Because they, there's very few actually out gay actors that are in movies. <laughs> They're in plenty yeah. of television, plenty of television. They seem to go onto television quite easily and everybody accepts that. But put them into movies and I think the Hollywood movie system still works or something or other, the well, studio I system. Think the, the box office takings are at so much of a risk. Well, it's, it's, they run on fear, don't they? We can't be too... Or I guess that's why you hear every few years a very brave movie is released mm. because they... They don't ignore the audience, but they'll challenge the audience at the risk of losing the audience. Yeah. yeah. Whereas your typical producer is not going to do that. No. Because he's got hundreds of millions of dollars of other people's money. That, that's right. When you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a movie, you've that's just right. got to, you've got to make it all back so you don't sort of um, put a, a brick wall up to start with. Yes. Do you? We can't all be Star Wars. No. Mm. And the reason that we're actually mentioning Rock Hudson is because he died on the second of of October. October's hard to say, isn't it? Uh, 1985. Mm. He, re- he really was the face of AIDS. The first time a lot of people had actually thought of anybody that they were close to. But what it, it did, it added to the shock yeah. and horror of AIDS. Mm. Whereas other celebrities, I guess without the disease, like Elton John, for instance, was on the, the positive side. Let's go out and raise money to cure this let's be positive let's get mm, past that's right it. And, and it was and of course there was a whole lot of people in hollywood that were raising huge amounts of money mm. for aids research and for aids uh, responsibilities but it's it's um it's still getting to the modern day it's very difficult to find a, an openly out actor in movies in hollywood yeah and we can only hope that that'll change mm, mm, mm. i mean rock hudson's peak was in the 50s n- or 50s and maybe to the early 60s. Yes, yeah, that's right. Life is very different now to then life for a gay person is oh, very yeah. much improved. Oh, yeah. And in fact, I'm sure some positive people are actually making films, but they don't... That's right. They've not confessed that mm. to the uh, the film industry itself. Yeah, well, well, today with the modern modern yeah. um, you can medications, be you can be undetectable. Yeah. If you look at the yeah. crew, 
and the behind-the-scenes people. Mm. You oh. know why West Hollywood's so close to Hollywood. <laughs> they haven't got far to go to work. <laughs> Someone else who passed this way on the 4th of October 1970 was Janice Joplin. Oh, dear. Yes, a very was a, different story. She, she was part of the 27 coterie, isn't she? There's a whole mob of people around that period that who died away. at the age... Of 27, yep. sometimes by misadventure, let's put it that way. A lot of times I think it was through misadventure, either yeah. prior to or right at, you know. Well, James Dean was one. But yeah. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison was the other. And then the, um, oh, there's another one that's just passed away just recently. She was um, uh, uh, Amy Winehouse. She was 27. Yeah. Was she? I think she was 27, oh. yeah. yeah. Mm. But Janice Joplin... This is my opinion. I would imagine never said no to anybody. <laughs> to <laughs> anybody offered her anything. She it was, I mean. No to well, anything, not she, anybody. She, yeah. she enjoyed men and she enjoyed women, yes. she tells us. Hmm. Yes. And her Told voice, us. if you ah. think about it, it is the most gravelly, almost horrible. Well worn. Yet she can sing this, the album that she really only did one wow. album. Mm. It's brilliant. She's got she, she she has songs where she sounds so almost delicate, yeah, for her voice, and then she has one that we're going to play that sounds so unbelievable. But this, this is a, she's just picked up all the gravel off the road. Yes, yeah, this is it. a hilarious song though. If you listen closely to the lyrics, uh, it's just so well written and could never be performed by anyone else. No, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what song are we going to listen to? Mercedes Benz. Lord, Mercedes won't you buy me? Political Here she is at the concert. It goes like this. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So oh Lord, won't you buy me? A Mercedes Benz. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing four dollars is trying to find me. I wait for delivery each day until three. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm counting on you, Lord. Please don't let me down. Prove that you love me and buy the next round. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? Everybody, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? That's it. <laughs> Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. I've lost top billing already. Oh, look, you don't, <laughs> you don't like, last long in this, this business. In this business, yeah. <laughs> Try the ABC. Oh. <laughs> I got bored with that job. Did you? <laughs> Going around the world lately has been some very, very interesting changes. 
in for and against gay in our rights, community in our gay community. equality yeah. yeah well we had recently uh, the reports from India where the highest court in the land yeah. or was I, I it the parliament actually I think it's supreme court the was supreme it? court uh, decriminalized gay sex and I think I joked when we were having our run through this morning saying that for a mob who wrote the Kama Sutra with all its ins and outs and, and uh, enjoyment of sex, that they would actually de- deprive part of their community with d- criminalisation. Yeah, but they've also just passed another one too. Well, they have, yes. Which is amazing that at, at, in India now adultery is no longer a criminal offence. They've passed that one, so you can they can just go around bonking and bonking whenever they want to. Well, they can, but the, the previous law, or the law that just bounced out, always put the blame on the woman. Oh yes, well it's always the woman to blame. You know how oh, that gets me. I get so annoyed. <laughs> I really do. So the courts in India have decided that okay, we'll equalise things there. If divorce is required, well okay, they're both on equal grounds. But there isn't that automatic assumption that the woman is the guilty party. Well, how, look, men are much stronger than women all the way. You know, oh, yeah. you know, physically stronger. They can just. Can, you know, just grab hold of women and do whatever they want to, and it's to me, which is absolutely rotten. But it's it's just uh, how these people get away with it. And the thing I was watching on the television the other night about the sexual misconduct between people, and they had a defence lawyer on, and he sort of said, "Well, you've got to remember also that you are innocent until proven guilty in this country." And but they were talking about how they um, how the women. Go, go on the stand and they, they have to relive the whole thing all over again and the bloke doesn't for some reason. It's just it's just quite an amazing situation in the courts of Australia when it comes to rape and all that sort of thing. You know, how, how very few men are convicted of raping women. Well, what about this judge in the US at the moment? Mm-hmm. He's uh, accused of actually being part of a frat group. Mm. 17, 18 year olds in a college situation, um, and they uh, had their way with a collection of women, women. who were, who they had actually drugged, or yeah, yeah, they drugged or, them or, or because they were then got them drunk. Mm. I, I listened to a lot of it on the television, and I thought the uh, the woman that made the complaint was very very convincing, and she 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 shut down a couple of the men who were asking these questions, and she was able to give them answers straight yeah. back bang. And then when he came back to do his thing, I thought, yes, you're usually you're you're doing the thing because the best form of defence is to attack, mm. and that's what he started attacking then. Yeah, and uh, I thought that myself, screamed guilt. That well, it screams that there's something going on, you know, yeah. that he doesn't want to be known. Just to lighten the mood of Braxton. <gasps> oh yes, please. There was a, a female comedian, a comedian, at live in the Apollo. All oh, right. And she was discussing this particular topic, mm. and she said, every time I went to a frat party during college. I came home with more clothing. <laughs> she was so <laughs> ugly that they dressed her up so they didn't have to look at her. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, okay. but it's, it, it's it's interesting now that the, even the president said, "Oh, that the woman that was making the complaint it didn't name her. He just said she she seems to be a very pleasant person and uh, uh, and mm. she's this that and the other." And I thought it was all oh, you hypocrite. So well, that, that was his way of sort of softening his connection to the judge. Yeah, but he's still standing up for him. He, he'll weasel out, though. If things go yeah. bad, just say, oh, I, I didn't nominate him. Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. But so of course, you don't have to worry about the truth anymore. Yeah. No. 
No, no, no. But, but the, the Simpsons had a similar problem with kids and adults because mm. the kids had done something wrong and were given a curfew. And the kids will, their defence was adults commit all the crime. If you look at kidnapping, that's done by adults. And you look at adultery, that's done by adults. So the kids are victims. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, that was their defence. Yeah. So even kidnapping yeah. is adults. But even talking about America now, there's a, there's a whole thing going on in, in Texas where there's a group of right-wing Christian Republicans are trying to um, bring in anti-LGBTI laws. Yeah. Where, where do they... It's the Lone Star State. Oh, God. If they would just leave things alone. <laughs> yes. but it, it's, look, it is so backwards... Um, it's probably not as bad as the Carolinas, but um, this sort of progress to a Texan would be beyond comprehension. Mm. Right. So yeah. I can understand Texans writing laws to stop us having equal rights. Yeah. Just, it doesn't justify it. it it's it, they're just crazy enough. Philip, <laughs> I'm just wondering about whether it's because there is a, re- a Democratic guy. He's got a funny Irish-type name. He is actually leading the Republicans in the race for the Senate. Mm. And I think I'm just wondering whether this is another thing that the Republicans are doing to do this. Um, Could be. To do, mm. to do it. But why do we always have to be the, the yeah. butt of it all? And uh, we, we get our things here. We've, we've got same-sex marriage rights. We've got other rights as well, but... Don't I have the right to keep the government out of my bedroom? Well, you should do. I'm still waiting, and they're talking about this, the Ruddock report, which the government already have about the freedom for religion, and they're saying that they won't bring it out now until after the Wentworth by-election, because it Well, I'd say before the general election. Well, they'll have to bring it out after the by-election anyhow, you know. But to me, it, we, you can't take what we have as our right, because there's mm. always somebody that can take it away. So that's why we've got to keep fighting. Mm. Nothing is ever set in concrete with our, with our community. Well, the US Congress recently also turned back an anti-LGBTQ adoption amendment. Mm. And it was very sneaky. There was a money bill, and it was going to go through, but it was going to restrict how the money was actually handed out. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to hand it out to... People of LGBTQ um, who've adopted. Call so it. the welfare was going to be cut off from them. Now, if that's not discrimination, but anyway, when that that money bill came up, it was chucked out. Yeah, because they, they were yeah. trying to pass it through sneakily. Yeah. And this is, this is what the, our government have done that in a couple of times oh, too. Oh, have they ever? Yeah, they've put another little bill in, t- in t- so it goes through. It's, yeah. You don't sort of see it. It's just an attachment at the bottom. Yeah. 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 You've got to be very careful. If you want to keep your democracy, you've got to be always aware of what's going on. Another little report from the US. Apparently, in Colorado, birth certificates can now list intersex as one of the descriptions of gender. So they can reflect reality. Oh, what it, a novel a, idea. Yeah, but it's a physical condition. It's, it's not yeah. a belief. No. It's nothing against Jesus or any other imaginary no. friends you might have. It's... A physical condition that you're yeah. born with. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this stuck-up world that we live in, because it's a sexually related physical condition, it's just put in there with everything else. And uh, they, I think on our passports, you could be gender neutral now. 
Australia, I think that's, you can. In Australia, you can. They've so I can't answer where it says sex. You can't say yes, please anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I travelled. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah no. It, it, but as I say, you, you've got to be completely aware of what's going on in your parliament if you want to retain your democracy. Can I just fight. point out for next month to prepare now? It'll be a year next month that we've had equal rights. That's right. In, yeah, in Australia. Yeah. So we need to get out and celebrate that as much as we did when we won it to show that we still appreciate the fact yes. and how valuable it is to keep it. I wonder if the Equal Rights Lobby will have a um, a, a big gathering outside the uh, museum. Oh, yes. It's going to be, be a great idea, wouldn't it? There are it? lots of things planned. Oh, are there are oh, things yeah. afoot. I don't want them on afoot. I want them planned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back in April, a High Court judge in Trinidad and Tobago made a historic ruling as he said that colonial-era laws like criminalised homosexuality were unconstitutional, and he ordered them removed. However, would you believe that those his reversal of those uh, laws from the colonial era, thank you, Britain, for those, is now being challenged? Oh, yeah. So... Not in Trinidad... They're so chilled, he would have been lying back in his chambers there smoking a huge <laughs> cigarette saying, be cool, it's all good. They are very anti-ALGBTI in Trinidad and Tobago. Really? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. The, the West Indies are a very, very um, strong anti-gay um, people. Yeah. Let's mm. go over there and scare them. <laughs> but, of course, this appeal is actually being heard by the Privy Council in the UK because that's the most senior court the Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago refer to. That's right. So now, we don't have that anymore, no, do we? No. Our, no. St- our stop way back in the 1990s, early 1990s, I think it yeah. was, where we was, they abolished going to the Privy mm. Council. Yes, we yeah. got our big boy pants. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Privy right. Council is uh, mostly made up of pol- politicians from the UK, and although it does include politicians from other Commonwealth countries... Mm. They are of the modern attitude that those laws, as they've already been done in in Britain, uh, need to be expunged from all the colonies. So they're going to uh, disallow the challenge. Yeah, well, cause, because Britain now have equal rights as well for um, gay, um, same-sex marriage and all the rest of it. They have good, good equal rights. They have adoption rights and all sorts of things, I think, in England. So they've been changing their laws, but the their colonies have stuck with the old ones, unfortunately. Well, it's a slow battle, but we'll keep fighting. Yeah, well, of course, we've still got another battle to fight. With my my favourite one, but it's not January the 26th, so I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, Botany <laughs> Bay Day. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> You're enjoying 94.9. Chris, Gordon and Phil. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Joy, out, loud, proud. You're with Chris, Gordon and Phil. I've still got my croaky voice, though, guys. Oh. I don't know. It gives you character. Oh, thank you'll, you. You'll be, able to, you'll be able to sing Mercedes-Benz in tune. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, indeed. Oh, George. Um, on the 5th of October, 1989, okay, it's... A little while ago, the Dalai Lama, the Tibetan spiritual leader, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, I think that 
given that 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 was probably well earned because he's been under complete pressure from China overrunning his country uh the anti-religious pressures being put on them the appointment of other Dalai Lamas or uh, chiefs in the Buddhist religion by the Chinese government rather than the normal historical way that uh, uh, the Dalai Lama is selected. Yeah, the Chinese have already selected what they say is going to be the next Dalai Lama or the Lama yeah. Lobsang or something rather, who is the second in charge. That mm. yeah, it's just, he's a he's a very peaceful man. He and, is. I and, mean, and that's what he's there for. He's not, he doesn't interfere with other people's politics or anything like that. But if anybody invites him to the country, China goes off like a rocket. Oh, well, of <laughs> course. And, of course, this is why Australia has so many little problems with China because they give in so easily. And Well, this Nobel Prize winning yeah. had quite an effect because just over two weeks later, same year, we had our 7.1 earthquake in California. Oh, <laughs> so somebody was upset. Yeah, well and truly. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but, the, but I saw in the paper the other day that China are mending fences with Australia because they need yeah, Australia. Yeah, then they'll charge us for it. They, they need Australia because of the um, tariff thing that's got war that's going on with America. They need Australia. China needs Australia to, to be in. Yeah, but China thinks long term. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they, they're they, completely they, different to us. They're not thinking tomorrow. No. They're thinking 10 years' time. Yeah. 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 Now the the prize that he won was the Peace Prize, mm. so that must have been a reflection of his Buddhist mentality, because he, that's the only way he's been thinking since he was uh, selected when he was six years old. He began his he mm. began his training. But but you've got to remember that Buddh- Buddhists can be quite um, uh, military as well, volatile. Because, yeah. Volatile because look at what they've done in. Burma with the Rohingyas because the the Buddhists have been fighting them and trying to get them out of the country. Ah. Yeah, the Buddhists have been very uh, prominent in that fight that's been well, going on. Well, I think Aung San Suu Kyi actually got a Peace Prize yeah. as well, didn't she recently? But she's 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 the Prime Minister, but she's she's a Prime Minister without much power because the she's mil- a puppet. Yeah, the military she, still run the country. She has to change her name if she got a prize. She's no longer Aung San. Oh. Uh, that's contradictory. Thank you, Philip. See, I'm unsung. I haven't won anything. <laughs> and we know why. Yes. yes. Yeah, but, but this is the problem. People people scream at her, but there's not much she can do because the military still rule. Well, she's, a, she's a puppet prime minister, basically. Yeah. Homer Simpson had the answer. What? He joined the Navy without knowing it. And was on this Navy ship sitting down at the captain's table having dinner. And the captain said, you know, what's the best way forward? And Homer reaches across the table at this bowl of green things. And he says, peas. <laughs> and the captain says, oh, yes, peas is a good option. And Homer <laughs> says, no, peas. <laughs> I want the peas. Oh, thank uh, you. Good thank one. you, Homer. Good one. And you're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Now, what else are we going to talk about, though, as we wrap up this little show? Because we've got a couple of more minutes to go, gents. We could go on about, say, <coughs> excuse me, Australia Day, because I did mention it just a bit previously about the, the, the whole argument about what's going on at the moment between the Prime Minister, 
with his thought bubble about having a special day for the Aboriginals, for, for the, for the indigenous, indigenous communities. But yeah. to me, that is just even worse. Well, that's well, it's somewhat offensive, really. Yeah, it's creating division yeah, rather than yeah. solving a problem. But, but, up until the 1st of January 1901, we were six individual states ruled by Britain and we didn't become Australia until that day under a, a parliamentary ruling. That is Australia Day. The 6th of, 26th of January can be called New South Wales Day if they want it, but it is certainly not Australia Day. And these people that carry on about it should get their history facts correct and go with the 1st of January. Are we obliged at this point to say written, spoken and authorised by (laughs) me? Gordon Wilson! But the only other thing to do, of course, is get a treaty with our Indigenous peoples, get a treaty, have them written into the Constitution, and on that day when that's done, that can be Australia Day, because then everybody will be there. Has anybody else done that before, I wonder? Well, probably... Probably. The Kiwis have. Well, they lead the world in lots of ways. Well, on the 9th of October 1769, explorer, notice, no, captain or lieutenant or lieutenant, it was explorer James Cook first set foot on New Zealand. And what did they end up doing much later? They had the Treaty of Waitangi, where they reached an agreement with mm the indigenous peoples and look how those two cultures now have melded quite well yeah even white people can do the haka did you happen to see the speech that that jacinda ahern their their prime minister gave in the united nations just after mr trump it was just an amazing speech the new zealanders have this ability to sort of lead or they were the first country Mm. in the world to give women the vote and they've led the world. They, they were totally anti-nuclear weapons. Did you also see her comment about the Hobbit movies? Oh, yes, yes. She said, as New Zealanders, we were sick and tired of being asked if we were in the movies because it's assumed that the whole population was in the movies. She said, some of us auditioned and didn't get a part. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but she, she was being interviewed on the Colbert show on very early one day last week yeah. while she was in New York. And she came across as an absolutely wonderful, wonderful woman. You know what we do now? What? Claim her as ours. Well, we could do that too. Oh, yeah. well, she might turn around and claim Australia as theirs. Mm. Well, we go for that. There's yeah. so many Kiwis here already. Some well, they, they win all our singing competitions. Yeah. But, but what about the, the beautiful haka that they did for the guy that won the... The medal in the rugby. He was the first New Zealand to ever win this top medal for the, the rugby season or something uh-huh. rather. And they had the, uh, the Dally M. And yeah, the Dally M. And 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 this the, they had two New Zealanders in a haka. Yeah. And when they panned back, there was another guy standing over in the, on another table. He was doing it, but everybody sat there in complete silence and let them do it because yeah. it's scary. Have you seen well, that? You, see you that imagine t- that in front of your face? Yeah, with with that those tongues hanging out. Yeah, but oh, it's it, horrifying. But, but it was just, and I thought to myself, there's a country that really, really loves its its indigenous culture. Yeah, you know, and this is and what, they embraced it instead they, of this is right, instead of carrying on, putting them in boxes and shipping yeah. them out of town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, look, it is time to wrap up the show. Okay. Gordon, Phil, and Chris. We're going to take our croaky voices away. Come back next week. Even croakier. (laughs) Thank you for listening to us. And we'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. 
This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.